if Baldur's Gate is marijuana, Overwatch is heroin. It is a it is it is a drug. I don't even like it. I just do it. Uh, I don't like it anymore. My tolerance I think to Overwatch. People like is, heroin. They start liking heroin. <laughs> yeah, it's like you've gotta, uh, which is much you like you and Overwatch. You're right. That's fair. Yeah, I loved Overwatch for a bit. <laughs> That, that, my tolerance okay, okay. has just increased to the point where I can't get enough wins to actually get the high anymore. I just get the losses and I get frustrated. But then I go right back because I'm chasing the high of of four wins in a row as Diva, which I can no longer do because I'm 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 accurately ranked now. So I just win fifty percent of the time. Um, it's not good. I don't like it, but I will do it. I actually hid Overwatch disc from myself for a few months, and then I got back into it because I had friends who were into it. Uh, but my friends bought Spider-Man 2, so I think I might hide it from me again, which would be a great time for me. Um, Last question before we get into this podcast. When you say hide it from you, do you mean you put it somewhere and then just the rest kicks in, or do you have someone else hide it for you? No, 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 no. No, that's like, that's using my disability for my advantage. Okay, I, 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 don't know I wanted I to make sure it. it was truly just... No, 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 I hide it. From me, you hide it. I don't know the most secure spot it. in the world. A spot no one could find. Right, just like oh, this will be safe here. That the, the the my famous my most famous last words is like oh, this will if I'll put it here for safekeeping, I'll remember this. You enter your mind palace, almost, <laughs> and then you just like walk through the apartment. You put it somewhere. You leave the fugue state, and you know it's there. Yeah. Wherever it is, it is safe from yourself. I'm like I'm like Batman. You know, I've really, you know, figured out how no, to No, you're master. like Raymond Reddington. I'm, yeah, you're right. I'm like Raymond Reddington. I've managed to master my mind in order to just, like, forget, a- actively, active forgetting. It's a, it's a power that not many people... You have um, a blacklist. You're not, yourself is number one on your blacklist. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the plot of Memento. You, you put the Overwatch case somewhere in the apartment. You get on your knees. You put your hand behind your head. You call some authorities. Welcome to the beginning and the end of the world. Folks, it is that time once again, that time to talk about every television show in existence. It's, as you know, a podcast that is dedicated to covering the first and last episode of every television show. Joining, uh, Hi, I'm Ian Benson. Uh, joining me, as always, he was one of the two people who showed up at the wine tasting in Thailand. It's Stephen Doughton. What is that? That was a thing that was mentioned as to happening in this television program where one character was like, I didn't know there were wineries in Thailand. And the other was like, they were one of only two to go because there was that bodyguard friend i don't understand who any Ooh, of these I, people I were glazed by over the end at of it. some point Ooh, uh, boy do i not remember that and uh he's been called off from his trip to the zoo to investigate it's travis oh. Marmon. <laughs> <laughs> Devastating the worst thing that could happen to you as always uh our our friend and erstwhile producer matt siani is <laughs> detained in a cia black site <laughs> so he's thus <laughs> unable to join us or i guess fbi black site yeah I guess it's FBI because it's domestic, but it's fine. But their but their but their whole thing 
it really should be CIA though, right? Like the whole show it should is about be that, them it, dealing with the international yeah. crime syndicates. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Well, it's a it's a special task force. <laughs> See, he's actually in the IMF. He's in the men he's in the men in black. Um can I can I just say, since this is the beginning of our podcast and we really want to set the tone, can we get like a Okay, only though if everyone cranks their lights up to terrible saturation levels, or so that we get like just the worst. And also, uh, I need everyone to get out of their decorated homes and into just like gray beige uh, industrial settings. Crash, crash. I hate network television, man. Which is why we are here to talk about the blacklist. I was thinking a lot about like. How many people make music like that? And, like, how much do they charge for people to use it? Uh, well, uh, Dave Porter also did Breaking Bad. There was a whirring sound. Yeah, like he's a name I recognize from credits mm-hmm. before. There was a whirring sound in demand for the TV first soundtrack 10 guy. minutes of this show that never went away. Just the, you know, like I didn't notice the score of this show at all. Sound. It was truly the, the soundtrack I noticed uh, quite a lot. But the score, not so much. Also, there was a horrible, like, super overdone squeaky wheel cut. Did you guys, like, like, actually, like, from the depths of the, of the, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Help me, please. Uh, void. No. Misery. No. Hell. No. You're in the Memory. Mix. What's the name for the thing? What The Wilhelm scream. What is that? The stock, sound effect, uh, uh, foley noises, right? Yeah, like stock noises, like that wheel squeaking. Was Steven, like, I'm sorry that you. I'm sorry that I implied that you didn't remember the phrase "sound effect." I feel really bad about that. <laughs> <laughs> I suddenly was like, "Oh, that was really condescending to say sound effect." <laughs> oh, yeah. Ah, well. Um, sometimes I'd be offended uh, by that, and sometimes I wouldn't. Um, and today I'm feeling particularly stupid, so I just feel like. You know, maybe I'd forget the word sound effect. So, yes, we're here to talk about The Blacklist, an American crime thriller television series created by John Bokenkamp, developed by John Eisendrath, starring James Spader as Raymond Reddington, a former U.S. naval intelligence officer turned wanted fugitive who cooperates with the FBI in hunting down criminals. It also stars Megan Boone, Diego Klattenhoff, which is the most German in Argentina sounding <laughs> name I've ever yeah, said like, in my that life. Guy's a, we should look into that guy's ancestry. Um. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Ryan Eggold, Amira Sarin, Hisham Tofik, uh, and Harry Lennox. Uh, Only other dude yes, I recognize right. from this at all is Harry Lennox. Yeah, the Martian Manhunter himself, Harry Lennox. There was somebody who was the guy at the at the end who was the senator, the or the representative. Uh, he's just a that guy. I've he was on guy. Daredevil and Billions. Mm. Yeah, I, uh, I just the I've guy who gets him. shot in the fucking head. Yeah, that guy. I've yeah, seen yeah, him. yeah. You you have seen him in things. Yeah, he, I know him as being uh, the Kingpin's assistant in Daredevil. Man, do you think Raymond Reddington <laughs> took down the Kingpin? Uh, yes. Let's go with he, yes. This uh, character sucks. I was hoping we were going to get, as you know, all-star Parminder Nagra, but she was not in uh, either of the episodes oh! that we watched. And you love, you love ER now, so of course you would have been excited. Yeah. I told my, I saw my parents over the weekend, and I said that you like had watched every episode of ER, and my mom was like, good for Travis. <laughs> <laughs> like, really, like, that's a really big accomplishment committed to something. To do. 
showed some initiative. Um, but yeah, the blacklist. What's everyone's favorite blacklist script? You don't I don't have get to answer it. that. Yeah. Uh, uh, do you not know what the blacklist Trumbo is? And Trumbo's about no, that, uh, but it's not a blacklist. The blacklist is the annual survey of the best unproduced oh, scripts right, that happens. Not the uh, not the HUAC blacklist, but the yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it, 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 it takes its out. name in part from that. But yeah, you uh, have Devil in the White City. You know, make it already. Oh no! Th- th- see that? I don't think that one is actually on there. I'm looking through. That's this. just actually, in development some... hell. It's kind of a different. Yeah, yeah. The, like these are the ones where it's like someone wrote a script. Like Manchester by the Sea was a blacklist script. You know, Hell or High Water. There are actually some good movies on here, like The Equalizer, and The Hitman's Bodyguard. This is a terrible list. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln <laughs> Vampire it Hunter. Was no, uh, no. no. So, hey, I have a question. What's your favorite movie? whose plot was directly ripped off by this pilot. Um, was it Silence of the Lambs? It was, uh, was yeah, it I was like, it's Silence of the Lambs. The fact that this character is Hannibal Lecter, but for international crime. Is... Yeah. Travis, why? Why did you pick? I picked the Blacklist program? because I feel like it is a quintessential example of the kind of show that we set out to cover here from the beginning, which is a thing that is extremely popular, but no one we know or would ever willingly interact with has ever watched on purpose, except for maybe our parents, but even they, not so much. Uh, and it you know, had 15 million viewers and ran for 10 years. And James Spader made a lot of money from it, from wearing a fedora and saying some of the stupidest one-liners in human history. Uh, more or less at the camera (laughs) 15 million the first season last season to be decided is what wikipedia is saying but season nine was to 5.4 hell of a tumble how do you feel about james Um, spader as an actor generally were you asking me that or you're or were you because i was about to ask you what's your relationship like with the spader with the with the guy not very extensive if i had to think about it would you like to guess my feelings travis uh, love him in Sex Lies in the videotape, but not so much as Ultron. Uh, he's actually good as Ultron. No, I fucking love James Spader. I <laughs> adore James Spader. I love big Boston that. legal head over here. Oh, I actually did enjoy Boston legal <laughs> as a child. Couldn't you tell? I I was a very normal child <laughs> the classic uh, watching the program. spinoff of the practice at twelve years old. Very normal deeply normal thing <laughs> to watch him play alan shore along with get into the hijinks along with uh william denny shatner crane. as denny crane a television show i have seen not every episode of but the most and w- uh, many of and one day like matt or steven will be like i'm making boston legal and then i will just fucking sandbag just like boston i don't know and then be like you're fucking ready this is like the time i uh, had the flu and thought about watching mozart in the jungle in full to prepare myself <laughs> for this podcast one day so i'm gonna be like mozart in the jungle and i arrive from the jungle like craven um, with golden but no, I in love hand. James Spader. I don't like Sex Lies and Videotape that much, though, is the thing about it. Because uh, my feelings as a man who loves the work of Steven Soderbergh is that Sex Lies and Videotape is among the most 26-year-old made movies by a 26-year-old <laughs> in the history of 26-year-olds making movies. Because that is a movie where it's like, here we are talking about adult things. And I was like, this was directed by a child. A Babe in the Woods directed this. It's the same with Magnolia, which is a movie where it's like everyone is screaming and important things are being said. And it's so pitched to the top that it's like Mm -hmm. a high school theater thing. 
Uh, they just both happen to be directed by geniuses, so it, it solves that. But uh, I love James Spader in this little movie called Crash. A mm. hot fucking cool flick where he is great. Uh, yeah. And I also enjoy him in Stargate. He's good in that movie. That is very stupid. And he's great in Lincoln. And he's pretty good as the robot Ultron in a movie that does not make any goddamn sense and is held together by bubblegum and is bad. But he is good as a robot that doesn't understand anything. But I just like sad robots. That's the secret. So, But you gotta him. love him the most as his now most iconic character, Red Reddington. I love him the most because of that time where someone asked at con why they don't see the why you don't see a penis in Crash, and he says because you don't see a penis when it's inside a vagina when you're fucking or whatever he does, and then he like <laughs> throws his hair back, and he's just like, I have no patience for this. He's he is the best ultimate scumbag. He is you know the perfect waspy piece of shit, which is why he was friends with John F. Kennedy Jr. in real life. Interesting. So, he is the only person in this. He is. He, I mean that. I mean, okay. I like I'm Harry Lennox. Did this show ever address QAnon? Because <laughs> I feel like there's I, strong crossover yeah, I mean, potential. Yeah, sure. I have no feelings about most of this cast. Uh, I mean, other than the fact that I do ex- uh, suspect Diego Clentonoff of potentially being related to war crime criminals, uh, but we all remember him as. Uh, I don't remember his no- his name in Mean Girls, but he's the boyfriend in Mean Girls. That's not even the main boyfriend. Whose boyfriend? He's not even he's the main the one, guy, I don't think. He's the one. He's like Regina's boyfriend, Okay, I think. He's not, uh, he the, was guy, also on, he's not the guy that Katie pines after. No, no, no. He's the other guy. Yeah. Uh, oh, and I just, he was that. Yeah, of course. He's Canadian? Yeah, he's a, he's around. He's a guy. He was on Showtime. I mean, he was on um, Homeland. Homeland for probably <laughs> just going Homeland 19 Showtime. seasons. He was on It's Showtime. Uh, the Blacklist. Steven, you were going to ask us, you were going to ask us about another movie. You said Silence of the Lambs, and then you were yanked into a, a, a black site and summarily executed. Uh, or Mr. and Mrs. Smith, which uh Oh, which, yeah, uh, yeah, there, there is that. I, did, uh, did they rip off? is your favorite which i mean i think silence of the lambs is a perfect movie and i did say this a couple about a year ago when i rewatched it with a bunch of friends where we were talking about it and i said one of the most remarkable things about silence of the lambs is that most television these days is silence of the lambs like i can't i can't believe how unabashedly this was silence of the lambs and it wasn't like it's like and people are people are just like oh we'll just do We'll just do it worse, and people will still like it. Well, also, I think the the key difference between Red Reddington and Hannibal Lecter is that he is not a psychologist that eats people. And an, wow, another key difference. It's so uh, different. Another another key difference <laughs> is that uh, they decide to take the central relationship of Silence of the Lambs, which is uh, you know Hannibal and Clarice, and in Silence of the Lambs, Clarice is sent as a student who happens to, you know, who happens to pique the interest in Hannibal. Like, that's the whole thing. There's no deeper meaning. She is not Hannibal's daughter or whatever, apparently, maybe, or maybe it's not. I was reading a lot. It was very complicated as to what the nature of who Reddington is. Raymond Reddington trans was not a thing I was expecting to read at length last night. No, I think you were reading. Wait, are you sure you 
didn't just read that TV tropes entry that was confusingly worded. No, I that read that entry and then decided mother. to do. I decided to do extra research, oh and it God. seems that that was a long-running fan theory that then is never confirmed nor denied, but comments in the finale are being interpreted as such, which is why I was like, I am just gonna... I think it what? was that her mom helped create the myth of who Red Reddington is. No, we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it takes that central dynamic of Silence of the Lambs, which you get to see created organically in the program. I mean, in the movie. And it twisted into a puzzle box of like, why is why is the most wanted man in the world fascinated by this? This young, you know, FBI agent. What's the connection? Why will he only talk to her? And um, as is the problem with most television programs uh, of the, I'd say also post-Lost era. Uh, I don't know if Lost is the originator on this. I guess X-Files and Twin Peaks both played a role in this. So just the like, if you built your show around a question, at some point, you have to answer that question, and it must be a satisfying enough answer to sustain all of the time before. And this show, based on the fact that you and I are talking about whether or not a character might secretly be trans, shows the failure that existed in this And one. not for normal internet fan theory reasons, which is yes. people thought it would be fun if this character was trans and thus convinced themselves, but because of weird, muddied storytelling about who the, the exact nature because of, of who Because they is. wanted, because it was like, well, of course Raymond Reddington is going to be her father. And then it's like, yes, her father is Raymond Reddington, but this person isn't the real Raymond Reddington. Raymond Reddington's been dead for 20 years, so who is this person? And then at some point, there became a series of convoluted things. So the text supports the idea that this is the Russian spy mother of, I don't remember her name, Agent Keen. Elizabeth Keen. Elizabeth Keen, who has gotten sex reassignment surgery and now is impersonating Raymond Reddington, which shows the failure of the television program if that is a convoluted enough... <laughs> way to create it if you wanted to make that the actual text of the show let's fucking party but having it be at the end of the show where people can be like well because at the end the way that this line is said you can infer that she did in fact have sex reassignment surgery and now is living as raymond reddington it's just obfuscating for the sense of obfuscating steven what's your relationship with james spader um my relationship with him is that uh as like an over master criminal. I didn't buy him very well, despite the fact that this ran for 10 seasons. He seems like he could be a fun guy uh, to like hang out with. I'm looking at his filmography, and I have never actually seen a film that James Spader is in. You guys should get out there and watch some James Spader movies. He rocks. Oh, of course, Does his he role in The this, Office though? after Steve Carell left as Robert California. I think that James Spader came to set and did exactly what they asked him to do, which is be a big Christmas ham, and he got a lot of money. Oh, which James is what he Spader deserved. is the lead in Secretary. Good movie. Uh, I really like Crash, as I said earlier. Uh, he's great. I did great not realize he was the lead in Secretary. <laughs> it's really changed your relationship with this television show. Well, no, I mean maybe a little bit. That's the only one I've seen. Wow, you should check out Crash. How about Alien Hunter? Lincoln? Nope. I would watch Crash someday, although I've heard it's only fine. I will go on the record. 
Do you crash? like it better Good or man. worse than um, Brokeback Mountain? Different Between crash. The two of them, if one of them had this to is win. a different Save. crash. This, they solve racism oh. by getting horny while, while this cars crash. This is not crash. the one that's solving racism. This <laughs> is the one where people crash cars because it makes them horny. It's not. It's not. It's do the, it's the David Cronenberg crash name, from the nineties. Can we just name movies? I mean, literally, um, David Fincher has a new movie that's just called The Killer, which was also a famous John Woo movie. There are more words. We have enough words to to do this for a while. You know, if I, we want it. No, to. but that's how that's how you get bad names to <laughs> That's I true. Guess so. That's how you get a quantum of solace, Stephen. <laughs> how about do you like, want a quantum of solace? Yeah. Do you want you want another one of those? Okay, I'm gonna make a band. Uh, uh, we are like, out of okay. band names. You know, but like the thing we is, we ran out of band have, names. If you have seat enough headrest. words in a band, that's like, how you get a car seat headrest. Yeah, I just feel like uh, like something like uh, like. I'm, I'm trying to think of something. Like, if you were like, oh, the world is a beautiful place and I'm no longer afraid no, to if die. You just keep if you made a band called that, then you definitely not, definitely wouldn't already be, be a band called that. They so are SE, SEO kings for sure and queens. What, well, it's also good, though, is you can also reuse things. In that band. Like, there was a movie that came out this year called Tetris. So, named after Tetris. So maybe you could just have a movie called The Rolling Stones. Yeah. <laughs> that wouldn't be a problem. The Beatles? Uh, I'd 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 watch a movie called Radiohead. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't about. I hope, <laughs> was in no way I about hope, the band at all. It's the sequel. I hope you're ready to watch my acclaimed yeah. debut film, Breaking Bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. We shouldn't repeat titles within the thing, but we should be able to use them freely. Hundred percent. I saw an improv group yesterday called Run DMC. Um, <laughs> I will not comment on how good they were. Because you already have in a world in a world where they listen. Uh, the blacklist. Well, pilot aired September twenty third, twenty third, twenty thirteen. Let's just fucking get into it, I guess. Yeah. Do we know who the guy he was talking to at the beginning was? The guy he was talking to at the beginning. Yeah, he's standing in a little courtyard, and some guy says something, and he's like, "Well, let's see about that," and then he walks away from him. I think that was just a random guy to set it up. Yeah, but do we know? Who, like, I just—I mean, we we get a lot of his friends in the show. Like, do you think that the blacklist heads are like, who do you think that was? Which of the Stephen? Considering the fact that the entire time you were having computer difficulties, I was explaining. Travis and I were going back and forth on the convoluted plot nature of this, where it only we existed to raise questions. And the fan theory that made the most sense to a number of fans was that the main character was trans. Was yeah no, and the mother. Yeah, of, yeah. I would say one hundred percent. Anytime anyone appears on the screen and talked to anyone, they're like, "What's that guy's deal? Is that a super spy?" It is deeply comic book brained in that everything say, must be important. It's Star Wars esque, which is uh, ironic because Raymond Reddington apparently doesn't know what Star Wars is. Cool. Even That's a cool thing nowadays. I say this as someone who loves Star Wars. If someone's like, I don't know what Star Wars is, I'd be like, that I've fucking ne- rocks. Never heard of it. <laughs> it's like a wild. Yeah. If, if, so, if I met someone and they're like, I've never heard of Star Wars, I'd be like, do you have time to get a drink? <laughs> and I'm not going to tell you anything Greetings, about Star Mr. Wars. Mr. Van Winkle. Um, I know nothing yeah. about Megan Boone. but Yeah, I've never heard of her in my life. She has the face of somebody who would have like bad opinions about <laughs> gay marriage. Jesus! Just, just her face alone. Like nothing about her. She, like she might be the the best, but something about her face. 
It's it, she's got kind of um She studied she studied sustainability at Bard. I think she's gonna have She good was ra- okay. talking, however, she was raised she was raised in the villages in Florida. Oh <laughs> <laughs> What? Because her parents moved there. Was she was born in northern what? Michigan and then moved to the villages is like this planned community that's entirely like the most racist elderly people alive all live because there. She has she literally has the face for that. She literally uh, has the face for that. And, there and are no cars. It's only golf carts, I think. Her grandfather, and, and, billionaire H. Gary Morse, was the developer of the villages. I'm telling oh. you, you, you can make choices in your life to not be that person, but your face will tell you the history. <laughs> like, mm. wow. Yeah, I guess. She, wow. It's, it's kind of Morse, his children, and the villages have donated tens of thousands of dollars to the campaigns of Rick Scott. George W. Bush, Mitt Romney, the RNC, Marco Rubio, the the victory She's lap that Stephen is face. doing right now. <laughs> yeah. Dang. That's what people. That's what people who have those opinions look like. So the genetics pass on, but you can be raised. You have, to epi- have, good you have epigenetic douchebaggery. Oh, sorry. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's. No, oh, she played. Yeah, anyway. She played Miss Lucy on the Underground Railroad. I feel like that role. Okay, I definitely thought that this was the show when it was like Blacklist, and I was like, "That's the one with Jamie Alexander and James Spader." Except Jamie Alexander was on Blind Spot, the one where the woman shows up the naked tattoos. in a bag with a bunch of tattoos. Mm. And I just conflated the two of them in my brain. Was All the alive? network shows that only exist to be promoted during football games to me that that was she twenty five million people watch. Yes, yeah, she was she she was alive with no recollection of her past, but she had a bunch of tattoos that I believe led to, cl- to crimes. Like each tattoo was a part of a crime, which that is another fun. program where you have built in an endpoint. She only has so many tattoos. She <laughs> cannot know. suddenly receive, because her whole body is covered, she cannot suddenly receive know. a bunch of new tattoos. The, to be fair, Ian, you're right. You've built in an endpoint. However, you can the season, easily The show only went her, two seasons? Yeah, you're, yeah, well, that's not relevant. I was going to say, you could easily give her around 300 tattoos. Like, a body is large. You could easily give yeah. her, like, 300 tattoos and be like, we don't know what half these mean. We'll figure that out later. They should have, just to be sure, cast like a Michael Clark Duncan-sized actor to play that character <laughs> to maximize right. how long that show could go on. If they had, <laughs> if they had three hundred, if she had three hundred tattoos on her body, she could have gone for like four more seasons than the Blacklist <laughs> ran because it had two hundred and eighteen episodes. Two hundred and eighteen episodes. This. I cannot. And each of them are about getting a different person that's on the blacklist. So I didn't actually check. No- Some normally, I check the the you know season blank episode blank but the way that i watched it uh this time i just let it play so i didn't actually look um so i didn't know how long this show ran until one of them said well we've been working with him for over a decade and i was like does that mean there were over 10 seasons and then i was like (laughs) was there a time skip tell me there was a time skip there could have been a time skip. i looked at it that's when i looked it up and i was like nope this is season 10 uh, Fucking I, the uh, damn COVID season finale that was animated was three seasons before this last one. I'm going to make a moderately executive decision here. We don't have to go beat by beat on this plot, do we? Can we just talk the vibes? Because the vibes are rancid. I'm having more fun just shooting <laughs> I, the shit this, on the show. I mean, it really was well, the platonic well, idea. We can do like the broad part, but like, I'm not. The thing is, Ian, right? 
I tend to agree with that decision, but this time okay. I'm a little reticent only because the vibes were so rancid and the plot that we need was to focus. funny. Like, the plot was wild. <laughs> the things that just be happening that is in this fair. show. Like, it was just like, and like, and it, like, it was nothing. There was like, there was th- that moment where like, okay, so she goes home and they do that classic thing where the boyfriend's looking the other way and you're like, something's wrong with him. He's either unconscious or like something. And they cut it. And then Zelensky or whatever his name is, is <laughs> like, <laughs> the Ukrainian president, Volodymyr Zelensky like, is here. <laughs> I don't, like <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he was an actor. I don't think you could. I don't think you could say that. Keep one. stabbing him in the thigh and then the side. It started with a Z. What was his name? Renko Zamani. Zamani. That's not that far. Oh come He's on! He's supposed to be <laughs> Serbian. You're being. I yeah. It's just not that far. Um, Please note, these are all the expressed con- opinions of Stephen Dutton, as you know as a whole, does not want to wage into any geopolitical nature of the Balkan who on the Peninsula. Black, who on and the Blacklist ex- has the funniest or most like racist-sounding name? I'm gonna see it if started I can find with that. a Z and ended with an I and ended with a Y. No, sound. I know, but okay. <laughs> the stew maker. I do. The I, courier. I'm going to stand oh. by this. I do that all the time. I did that today with uh fucking the main the character i called her elizabeth banks like what is yeah, her name you did. elizabeth Keen. Like, this isn't racist i'm no, just uh, well, an idiot. Uh, we weren't saying it was racist i just wanted to cover our bases about any broad sweeping generalizations about various nations That's lord all. baltimore oh what are the people uh season two they go after the decemberist <laughs> they kill Colin Malloy. Yeah, <laughs> it could have been, or maybe Fucking it was Chris executed. Funk or Jenny, uh, <laughs> the I Deer Hunter. Um, oh my God! They the got t- Chiamino. <laughs> Is that what happened? <laughs> they got his ass. They they found Christopher Walken in the fucking playing Russian roulette. What other what the troll other farmer? Indie, what other indie band? Well, the well, Jin. Hold on. The the Jin. DJ. Well, there's the racist yes. one. That's a good one. Uh, that's a yeah. That's definitely no, totally cool and normal. The episode where there's the gin. I want to know more about the troll farmer. Was that like that was the well, season? Was, was that Jack? Was that Elon? <laughs> the season three premieres. The, it's the troll farmer. Let's see Esteban, just Esteban. Not that's Esteban not that's me. Galactus Latino. Yeah. Uh, Lippet Seafood Company. Uh, I assume what? Red got Red had food poisoning that's from one, bad shrimp and was like, name. "We've got to take him down." That's no, one no, no, guy's no, name. no, it's no. Seafood right. It's the son of a celebrity. <laughs> yeah, his name uh, is Lipid Seafood Company. Philomena, they're going after uh, Judy Dench or whatever. Um, no, actually, they're going after Coogan. <laughs> so, so what I was the trying endling. to say here. What I was trying to say here before I mispronounced Zamani, and by mispronounced I mean misremembered. Um, it's not like I said Zimini. <laughs> um. <laughs> now Zimini Cricket, <laughs> Reddington, the most dangerous arms dealer in the, in the Eastern Seaboard. They call him Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> His name is Zimini Cricket. The Osterman Umbrella Company. Um, they go after for unleashing the T virus. I assume. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. So. so, the, so I want right. to keep saying it like it's forty-seven. Like your agent today. Agent Keen, or your target today, Agent Keen, is Albert Wesker. That'd be very good. Be a fun crossover. So, it'd be. Wait, is this a crossover between Metal Gear Solid and Resident Evil? Uh, Snake. 
or like Hitman. Yeah, you're right. Raymond Reddington does have the names of the Patriots, and yes. also. So here's the thing: Raymond Reddington died. Except Raymond Reddington that we see in this show has Raymond Reddington's right arm, and it has possessed the mind <laughs> of this poor person, this normal, average, everyday person who was just a normal soldier until Reddington's arm was transplanted, <laughs> and now he's venomous red. I know I'm conflating only somehow two characters in Metal Gear. So when we when you first of all when you reference Metal Gear when you talk about two characters as if they're one character that's absolutely fine. There's no reason <laughs> not to do that. Uh, secondly, what I'm trying to say is the plot of this show is like okay she comes home that happens stabs him in the thigh stabs him in the thigh she goes takes to the hospital then she goes to the hotel where. Um, James Spader is staying. Man, I really do not hold on to names very well. Raymond Reddington. <laughs> How you can uh, Raymond Red Reddington? Yeah, and Lazy how can you not remember name. the name of one of the most iconic television characters of the last decade that we all know? Oh, okay, the signature fedora and three-piece suit. She immediately takes a pen or something and stabs him in the carotid artery, and just like casually and like not without, like not with any sort of consequences that come later for stabbing this like extremely important fugitive in the carotid artery. Um, then she takes it out. He goes to the hospital. Then he goes down out of the hospital, sneaks off without anybody seeing, and is immediately talking to Zamani. And Zamani's like, yes, I, I stab her boyfriend like you see. And like, it's literally <laughs> just like, it's literally just like a bunch of shit happening and them being like retroactively that was the plan all along, which like is extremely Batman to some degree, but like is it's just it's just gambit after gambit after gambit after I gambit. I plan to get so stabbed in the carotid artery. Like some shows where the plot's not as important as the vibes, the vibes were terrible and the plot was everything. <laughs> the, you you underscore one of the things that is terrible with this show. Yeah. Which is, and, and it, it appeared in both these episodes, and I bet it appeared all throughout, which is anytime anything happens, someone is like, yes, just according to my plan. We're yep. like, what? Every time. He's always like, Everything is like, ah, oh, yes, I knew you would um, do this, yes, and I, thus I prepared I for that. I knew like, you, would, you would come to my hotel Of course we knew that Red would be trained. would me yeah. in the carotid artery, <laughs> which is why this hospital was bought by my friend who... I can sneak away from ugh. Yeah, it's not it's not good writing. It's Raymond it, Reddington, it, it, he bought the airline. He thought it was just cleaner that way. That's an right. exception line. Just well, of where a good version of that where someone's just like, "Oh, I planned for this and I did the broad thing" instead of the small like, "Ah, yes, of course you would be here at this well, time at this that's, day." That's well, that's character development versus plot. There sh- is shoving so um, it's this was NBC's highest rated debut program in a decade. <laughs> Massive show. Um, Fifteen million people tuned into this. People that did not watch Parks and Rec, The Office, uh, Parenthood. So, Ian, will you will you <laughs> underestimate Raymond Reddington again? Or do you realize that he is the star of it, the show? It was bigger than Chicago Fire, a television of show that spawned an I'm empire that asks Chicago the important question, Fire, Ian. what if there were services and utilities in Chicago? 
I would say that's the important question. What that if show what if many Chicago commuters were interrupted Ian. on their way to work all the fucking time because the not shows only, are always filming? Not only am I Raymond Reddington real, but I am an expression of everything that is the current world. You see, we're moving further and further <laughs> into into war. The nanomachines are taking oh, shit. over. <laughs> Hell yeah. See, this is where you get into Raymond Reddington is like a bad Mission Impossible villain. Like, you're a few steps away from him being a good Mission Impossible villain. Uh, Yes, you are. Like, the the thing is, Raymond Reddington would be a good Mission Impossible villain if he was like, I I am the dark messiah of the entity, an artificial intelligence program. Crank him up higher. Yeah, I need more. You need need more. He can't just have a list. He can't just have a list of guys who sell guns. I need him to be like, there's a society you're unaware of that meets in hotels around the world called the Continental. Yeah, I was going to say, about to say Is he could John be a good Wick? John Wick villain. Yeah. yeah, where it's just like so absurd, but leading into it. But no, this right. is just like a boomer's idea of like a really cool guy that's smarter than everyone. Wearing Every time the they're like, worst. wow, I can't believe got him again. What I think he looks halfway, like a ham sandwich shoved into a fucking trail base. Stupid fucking sunglasses too. I think halfway through this show, halfway through the finale, I realized that he was going to survive because he was popular. I was like, oh, people just like him, so they're not going to kill him off. Like, he's going to win somehow. And then... But then they did, and that's why part one of that episode is an 8.8 on IMDb, and part two is a 6.6, because he Johnny Knoxville himself. He also was supposed to be terminally ill. Did I just? Something. Oh wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm hold sorry. On. Did you miss that the the show? Ends did you not watch the second part of the finale? Bull? Wait, which part did we have? Which, which, which did you not watch the second episode? Oh no! I sold you guys I it, ninety minutes. I let it play. I let it play. I watched two episodes. I let no, it play. We it told you this whole time that it was a long one. Raymond Reddington is gored by a bull. He is gored by a bull. He gets and then a suicide by bull. language version of my way plays. And now I'm mad at Steven like I'm mad at Travis. Because Travis be, was wasting my motherfucking you time. So, you and then you Steven have every has gotten away with it. He has, this is his ultimate crime. I had time. He is, I'm putting you on the blacklist. I had we are calling in Reddington's team. I had I had I had I had plenty of time today to do this. I just thought I just thought I watched it. And you it missed all. out you missed out on possibly you the greatest think, ending. So wait, you think the end of the show is he assassinates a United States House of Representatives member and then <laughs> and gets, gets in his away. car and drives away yeah. and you're like, Wow, that was unfulfilling. Yeah. <laughs> that guy might die, but it's gonna be okay, I guess. Yep. 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 You missed the great. I, I hate how much funnier this is. <laughs> you missed. You missed possibly the greatest ending of any show we've covered. He literally, Stephen. He just walks around like fucking it's Seville severe. for yeah. a while, and then he goes to return like the skull of a bull that was in Mexico, apparently. And then a helicopter lands, and you find his mangled body. He calls a bunch of people before to say goodbye to them, and a shitty cover of "Knocking on Heaven Door." Heaven's door played three out of ten. Wasted my while his bodyguard. Time. Explains that like doing doing international crime with Raymond Redditing was about like life affirmation and not about yeah, like yeah. making an insane amount oh, of money. I forget that they read that they say it's just like that poet Dylan Thomas said, and then they talk about raging against the dying of the light as the light leaves my body. It <laughs> anguishes. I did not rage against the so dying awesome. of the light. This is me raging now. Yeah, Stephen, you don't you, you you can watch it after, but please do yourself a favor and watch the can final watch final episode of the Blacklist. Watch the clip now. 
Can I watch it during? You yes, can try. Yeah. While we talk just, about it, like I don't, know, I don't really know what to. I, I actually, I am sorry. Like I did we not. Have to no, get it's really funny. funny. As I said, I hate that it's funnier this it's way. It's funny, but yeah, now you've you've deprived yourself of. <laughs> Hi, welcome to, welcome to as you know, exciting, long-awaited sequel. <laughs> to our wife swap episode where we accidentally watched all of the wrong episodes with <laughs> the episode where it this would be the equivalent of if he watched if he watched a reboot of the show like a different this country is such a, this is such a logical thing to have happened right like for me to have done is just to watch two episodes and be like well i'm done didn't really think too hard about it i literally what a earlier- shitty ending <laughs> I, Your I points were so salient about why it was bad with only two-thirds of it watched. I planted, Amazing. I, I planted the seeds of this earlier in this episode. I was like, this was like good writing. I was like, yeah, guys, yeah. unlike most of the shows, I didn't check to see which episodes I was watching. <laughs> I just also, let it play. Like, you I also were talking about struggling with focusing this week, <laughs> having a bad day. It's, it's all been here. We have more development for you than we do for Raymond if Reddington. You're, if, you're, if you're a if you're like an active listener, you knew that I didn't watch the last episode <laughs> before I said it because I was dropping hints all all podcast long. Anyway, we still have to talk about the first one. So yeah, did we get um, into what the basic premise of the show is? Did that get mentioned? Raymond Reddington walks into the FBI's yeah. headquarters and says, "I have a meeting with Assistant Director Harry Lennox." Cooper. I don't know what Harry Lennox. I have a meeting with Agent, Agent Dale Cooper. Cooper. Agent Cooper is what they say. I have a what, meeting the, with Agent Dale Cooper. Uh, and they're like, sorry, sorry, sir. Um, we couldn't get Kyle for this one. I hope you're okay with Harry Lennox. Uh, and he's like, fine. I have a meeting with the Martian Manhunter. Uh, and uh, and he's like, they're like, do you have an appointment? And he's like, no, but he's going to want to see me. And then as they wait for to run his ID, he removes his jacket and his hat and... Gets on his knees with his hands behind his head because he's the most wanted man in America. Uh, and uh, they bring him in, and there is uh, the, the task force that has been after him is there. They brought him to a black site, and uh, uh, he explains that he will only be talking. They uh, put him Elizabeth in a cage King. that you should only use for supervillains. Well, <laughs> he is a supervillain. They put him. They put him in Magneto yeah. prison or whatever. It's like not say, needed. One of the great lasting images for other for modern filmmaking and and uh, television: the Magneto prison. <laughs> Too much iron in your blood. Stephen, you were starting to say. I was just starting to say there is a there's a line in this where <laughs> that I'm not going to use just because I want to share it now, which is. I think I smell the stench of your cologne, Agent Cooper. <laughs> Smells like hubris, um, which is that all I really good. needed to know about this show and the writing of it. Um, what else has John Bokenkamp made? Uh, uh, he worked on The Call. His first paid assignment was rewriting, rewriting The Exorcist. Who would do that? No, it's rewriting. It's rewriting, rewriting a movie for William Friedkin. Oh, sorry. Why would they mention that it? Oh, he did it himself. For he, added, he wrote. He wrote Friedkin. this page. He has very little wrote, any anything in his career. He, he wrote, wrote this a, Wikipedia. He wrote page. two movies that don't. Three movies that don't exist, and created the blacklist. Like that's it. Oh man, he wrote a movie that stars Ethan Hawke and Angelina Jolie by DJ Caruso, and then another one. 
with Halle Berry and Bruce Willis, and then another one with Abigail Breslin. And how? Oh, it's the one where Halle Berry's a nine one one operator as Abigail Breslin gets kidnapped. Sure, the call. Same year as the blacklist. And now he has uh, got generational wealth from running the blacklist. Yeah, and so the blacklist anyway, redemption, which only went one season and had Famke Janssen. Sure. So anyway, this guy, this guy's like, hey, dudes, uh, you know who you know me. You've been looking for me for ages. I know about a plot to kill a daughter of a politician. What was the politician? Yeah, a, tra- a general. A general. They're kidnapping general. his daughter. General. I thought uh, it was like, and I wait, was it a U.S. general or was it of like a general who was from somewhere else? He's an American general. I was an okay. American general because he'd he'd like there were civilian casualties on some strike, and that was oh, okay. Was that's what it was. Yeah, because he was like, um, oh yeah, uh, my daughter, uh, an un- an un- unfortunate casualty. I just I do want to quickly say the guy who directed this episode is the guy who also directed Smoke and Aces and the 2010 A-Team film that stars <laughs> Liam Neeson and Bradley Cooper. Woof. And Rampage Jackson as the Mr. T role. Yes, I was like, there was definitely someone like an MMA fighter or some shit was Mr. T. Yeah. Um, there you go. Yeah, he uh, knows about this plot and he will only speak to Elizabeth Keene, who coincidentally is and her first day and is late because she slept through her alarm and her dog had to wake her up. Who knows? And her husband, and her husband is, husband like, is apparently to go to the zoo later. Her husband has some secret, I guess. And also they're like, we were making our plans within it with the adoption agency. Uh, we had an appointment in the middle of your first day at the FBI. Yeah. Great planning. Couldn't, couldn't reschedule that. Uh, and then, yeah, she gets picked up by, Listen. I've had these moments as a passive figure sometimes in my own life where it would be really inconvenient for me, but just like I can make it work so I don't say anything. I don't think that's an outrageous thing to be like, ah, shit, that would be my... But I I, know, yeah, that's fine. That is fine. Yeah, of course. I can make that work. And then you spend the whole day mad and stressed. You're like, why the fuck didn't I say anything? She gets gets taken directly there because she's been requested by Reddington and is like... Yeah, get a cute like. Get a cute like. Oh my god, I woke up late for work, honey. Oh geez, I gotta take the car. Oh, you can't take the car. Oh, where are you gonna go for your field trip? Oh, seven minutes, and you're as beautiful as I ever saw you. And I'm a big old mess. He just looks like a normal guy. (laughs) He's just looking looking normal, and he's like, I can't see Uh, straight. My feeling, yeah. Um, uh, what's his fucking name? I just lost it. Ryan Eggold. Ryan Eggold. Uh, Ryan Eggold is among the most, I was in a 2010s folk-adjacent band-looking guy who was not in a 2010s folk-adjacent band. He just has that those sunken eyes and that scraggly little beard. That guy loves to stomp and clap. Um, but yeah, then, whatever, fast forward, she's told about this plot to kidnap a general's daughter. I don't understand how we get to the point where they're on the bridge and then like to try and intercept them. But I thought the bridge scene was kind of semi cool. What? Where like you got the guys shooting at the car. Yeah. And then. And we get the first of what appears as far as I can tell from these episodes, many moments of people being T-boned and then being okay after that. One of the greatest things in television <laughs> and films is when you think you're totally safe in a car and the characters are talking and then another car just fucking hits it and the car starts spinning. It does cause me to jump most times still. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think this is, you know, Agent. Um, it's so fun. I just want to say, Stephen being like, "We got to go through the plot virus," and then learning that there was another episode has seemed to take the wind a little bit out of some of Stephen there. <laughs> like, oh no. To be yeah, I mean anyway, so, yeah. Uh, so this is one of those examples, right? Is like they go and take her from her dance class, and then they're ready to jump all of the people, and like and like I guess the show later is like this actually wasn't our plan. We pivoted quickly. Like that is the one time where they were like, oh, we didn't actually think you were gonna do that. But I think that might be a lie. Because he's the one directing her. Yeah, no, that's a lie. Because he's the one directing her to do it. So Well, but like Reddington set up the plot secretly somehow and then got the tracking device removed after she stabbed... The terror stabbing him in the neck and he's like, ah, yes. And then doesn't he remove the tracking device from that moment, I guess? Or I don't even know. I don't know if his tracking device gets removed. It's it's, it's He removes his. It does it's, happen. It's Zamini or whatever his name is. Fuck, what is his name? Zamani. Zamani. No, because he had the tracking device and then he puts it in with Zamani's pills when they meet. Mm. Right. I missed Zimani. that. Uh, Zamani's. Because then later, when when uh, when uh, the agent guy, when yeah, Diego. Uh, just, I don't trust a guy who looks like that and his name is Diego. No. But I do like Paul Pablo Schreider and it's the same thing. Sorry, Schreiber. I thought Red's tracking device at first when there was the like diversion where it's like they're following him but obviously they're not following him i thought they were stupid enough to have put it in his hat that he randomly puts on a child but i think he just does that to create a visual diversion because him and zamani are both bald so they're following a bald guy through dc and get the wrong one yeah and then There's it's also a and guy named he, yeah. the chemist who's not important well he becomes very important right because isn't he the no he's not the bomb diffuser that's just another guy that's just that's absolute just best guy. moment of the that's episode that, yeah, that is the best moment in this episode. Is when the guy is when the guy defuses the bomb from the little girl in the park, and then runs away. And then he it runs just away. takes it. Yeah. And, and, and Red's like, and Red's like, oh yeah, he just likes him, and he's like, I love a bomb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't be. It does need to be stressed for the audience that the central plot of this episode of television is that this Serbian criminal wants to blow up a, a little girl with a chemical weapon in the middle of the DC zoo. Yeah, he yes. wants. <laughs> He doesn't just want to blow something up to make a statement. He wants to make it really hurt, so he wants to maximize the amount of child death. Right, because his, his daughter was killed in a bombing. And if he can't have his daughter, a lot of other people have to lose their daughters to a bomb yeah. at the zoo. This so it is, would be children. He should be taking be that children. up with Bill Clinton. Uh, the people the, who die in this bombing would be children, of, uh, parents of children, Travis and his partner Alex. <laughs> It, yeah, people's be at the children zoo. are important. It is true. He's he's kind of the opposite of Elizabeth Debicki, who's like everyone will die, <laughs> and that includes my son. <laughs> I thought my of this earlier today. My son will die if everyone dies. <laughs> I was listening to the tenant score while I was doing work, and I stepped outside and I thought about that. Where it is just the, the if everyone <laughs> dies, my son dies, and I was like, I really like that movie, and I have no answer for that critique. It's so have, bad. I it's obviously no not her fault. It's yeah, so no, bad. It's Christopher Nolan's fault. Yeah. But I'm just like, oh, that movie fucking rocks. And someone's like, what's up with the part where it's the, what's up with the wife there? And I'm like, I don't have any answers. I don't know. Christopher Nolan's greatest fear in life is losing his wife and his children. It's very clear from every one of his movies. And he thinks about it too much. I don't know. 
Yeah. Anything, any other plot details we kind of zoomed through, but I don't know. Besides, well, the, besides tells Elizabeth on that maybe her the husband, worst needle drop of all time, anything else we Oh, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> Reddington, yeah, Reddington's like, uh, your husband has something to hide after he's been attacked. Uh, and uh, it's it's just one of those where you're like, oh, cool. You know what? We needed you, another mystery we, for this series to explore. It's like, did you find something interesting about your husband? And if you're having girl problems, I forbid <laughs> yes. This horrible cover of 99. This, this is the moment when I hit the group chat, I believe, and was like, Travis, I think the death penalty is on the table for you. I take no pleasure in announcing this. I am pro-life. Like, that was, I got so mad. And I was like, because I was like, okay, I got to fit in three episodes over this, this couple of days. And so I was like, oh, I'll knock one out Friday before I do some stuff there. And I'm like, watching this episode, and I'm like, I'm mad i'm mad and i'm gonna talk to somebody in person and they're gonna be like what's up with you and i'll be like i just watched an episode of the fucking blacklist and it ended <laughs> with a shitty cover of 99 problems before that they were playing jim james which was also like what is the crossover of people who would ever watch the show on purpose and my morning jacket fans isn't it technically pronounced yim yames shut up i will i do not <laughs> i horrible. do not respect that he <laughs> used that name that might have been a separate thing where he's yeah i think it, it was a different project where you do otherwise they had no other names, uh, I don't know. but uh, jam band guys, even jam band adjacent guys, you know. I so uh, I watched a movie yesterday that uses what I referred to as a bossa nova remix of PIMP by Fifty Cent as a repeated motif throughout the film, which was deeply jarring and unsettling, but worked. And every time it happened, in the back of my brain. As I watched the Palm Door winning Anatomy of a Fall, which uses this PIMP cover to antagonize the main character from her husband uh, at one point, and then it is just played throughout, I thought of this shitty cover. I sat in the theater, in the dark theater, and watched an award winning film, and I thought of the blacklist multiple times. IMDb says that this performance is by some, an artist who is simply named Hugo. Oh, who couldn't really find Scorsese any information film? on that because there are so many fucking Hugos out there. Yeah, Asa Butterfield actually did the song himself. Uh, Is he the sex education boy? I don't know. I don't know what non-Hugo things Asa Butterfield has been in. I know he was going to be Spider-Man, but he ran into two problems, which is he talked about how he was going to be Spider-Man, and he was much taller than Robert Downey Jr., so he screen-tested poorly after they liked him. But I feel like he's the sex education boy. Uh, he's the boy in the striped pajamas. He is a sex education boy. <laughs> I didn't know he was the boy in the striped pajamas. Or at least he's in that movie. I don't know if he's the boy in the striped pajamas. Well. No, yeah, he's the... He is oh, presumably, he if also, the main one is the boy in the striped pajamas, it's him. Wasn't he also... Ender? He looks like fucking shit in his cover. He looks like like an alternate AJ Soprano to me. Was he also Ender in Ender's Game? Yeah. He is not on the blacklist. He has nothing to do with the blacklist. Other than probably starring in a film that was on the blacklist. No, but we're talking uh, about Hugo, so... Uh, so Keen discovers a box of... She discovers the greatest thing you can find in a house. 
a box of passports with fake IDs. A box of passports, a series, a bunch of cash from other nations, and a gun, which also happens in the film The Killer, a film I saw yesterday, and at that point I was once again reminded of The Blacklist. Nothing during Holdovers made me think of The Blacklist, which is good, Uh, but the other two movies I saw yesterday made me think of The Blacklist, and I hold that against you, Travis. I hold you personally accountable for my intrusive thoughts about The Blacklist. So would you watch more? No. <laughs> Good timing on that, Travis. Um, uh, no, I wouldn't either. Uh, I don't have any interest in... Um, <laughs> Stephen Stephen had so little interest that <laughs> I watched two-thirds of the assigned amount. <laughs> and we were both okay with it. I That's did not, the other I thing. I did not like, finish like, the assignment. Good for you. I'm glad you did that. Yeah. Uh, we can just skip straight to that two-part finale then if we want knock knock knocking on heaven's door the the good news is the good news is after the first 10 minutes i think they're just killing time dude there was one part i i did the thing where i like moved my remote like i pressed a button to see how much and i was like what do you mean there are 33 minutes left they're just what could possibly happen Personally, so here are my thoughts about this finale. Having watched, at this point, 1.5 of the two parts of the finale. Um, I'm, I'm currently watching him walk around in a Spanish market. Oh. Um, <laughs> this guy has a lot of friends, right? Like, people adore him. Yeah. That's like They're the running team in this episode is everywhere the, that worked with him also loves him. And their families the tax, love him. The, the task force, the families, like the, the he hires a person, like a realtor. He's hanging out with a woman who makes some some imaginary food that, and not my, it might be real, like snack, what did they, do you remember what they're called? Like snacker doodles or something? Uh, it was some name and yeah, it was stupid. Fuck, what was it? Yeah, anyway. I'm going to go with Sensu Beans. Is, no. The point that I'm trying to make is, I think I think they could really come back to this uh, at some point. Like, the, you know, this character is beloved, and I feel like they could really highlight his relationship with all of these people and how much they all love him. And I feel like it could be called something like "Everybody Loves Reddington" <laughs> or something like that. I feel like that would. Why really do we have work. to do the rest of the episode? <laughs> Everybody loves Raymond Reddington. I'm Googling that to see if they ever did anything like that. Sorry. You, I literally started talking to set up that <laughs> joke. I know you um, did. We know. <laughs> you. We trusted you and you betrayed us. That's right. Brad, <laughs> Brad Garrett is killed trying to catch Raymond. Uh, Seems like everybody loves Raymond Reddington right there on the table. You could use that for something other than a Twitter display name that would really pop <laughs> in 2015. <laughs> the Blacklist. Okay, Dembe. It's a television program, yeah. <laughs> and it ended with a, a bull goring a man. Like three months ago. There was an episode that was entirely animated. Not entirely. It was an episode that was partially animated using CGI because lockdown had interrupted yeah, the I shooting. Yeah, I am mad that that, didn't, that wasn't the season series. And they kept so going. Nonetheless, they persisted. And on this time, they were like, we're going to answer your important questions about who Raymond Reddington is. And then they didn't. <laughs> and fans couldn't accept that and from a throwaway line in the finale they have determined that raymond reddington was indeed katarina rostova all signs point to that after the episode where he explained most to liz 
But the writers never fully said they were the same person. It wasn't until the final episode that everything coming to light. While talking to Agnes, as usual, Red was concerned about her well-being. Agnes then replied to him, Pinky, you sound like my mom. Red then replied, I guess I just can't help it. Right there, that was the moment that it was confirmed. I wish my brain was this smooth. That doesn't confirm anything. How many trans men have you met in your lives? Uh, Steven, the first trans man I ever met was a log cabin Republican. Um, I don't know. The first trans I've man I've met about. was, was a, an American expat in Guatemala. Who, That's cool. Uh, a Guatemalan Maybe. server had a crush on, and we all like were rooting for them so hard. Um, and and they actually got together like two weeks after I left. It was, it was very touching. Mm. Aww. <laughs> a happy ending, as opposed to the blacklist, where our main character noticed trans icon Raymond Reddington <laughs> was gored by a bull. I'm decided to embrace I'm this. I'm so mad like they the didn't show that. <laughs> if they had just had him just he, get as you said, got Johnny, Johnny Knoxville face onto Johnny Knoxville in the scene from Jack. And that was how they ended a 10-year-long drama that was massively popular. That'd be so good. But we're shipping way ahead. Why not? I you don't want know. to watch The Lions. Well, there's also the... We just need an explanation of how we got here. Just in broad strokes. I've now watched 31 minutes of this finale. I know that I'm not really paying attention, but I promise you that part one was more interesting. Also, you're paying as much attention as the average American audience of the blacklist was. <laughs> but did you That's get to what he does a blood transfusion in a nursing home? They paid home. so much attention. They needed to confirm their trans conspiracy theories. But it's weird. I like, don't like that phrasing. I think they couldn't be explicit about it. Because they when you say tra- this is the only time we mean trans conspiracy theories in a positive sense. I agree. Also, conspiracy just means that people it are It doesn't conspiring. have to be negative. That's all yeah. it means. I know, but I want to qualify. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Raymond Reddington, the first if positive it was made trans explicit, also theory. like that would be too much for this show's audience yeah, that, that I imagine that was awesome. like sixty-five years old on average. But yeah. I don't know. But anyway, like this all started because a congressman was investigating the Reddington task force and was trying to shut that whole thing down. And then at some point, Reddington's on the run, and they're like, "We have congressmen love to shut down task forces that they are not." Uh, also, Reddington's old bodyguard was now a member of the task force. They just let any for- any re- former criminal can just join the FBI. Um, There's one guy who says, I love Red. And I was like, why? He seems terrible. The guy who just keeps having the worst one-liners I've ever heard. Yeah, that guy he, with the yeah. Gray just, beard. he just kept making jokes. One of the he most like network the TV characters of all time. Oh, Red, also, yeah, we, got, whole, we got a genuine, so that happened, uh, was actually uttered in one of these episodes. This show is like post chuggy like it's just it has no awareness and i feel like that's refreshing for a good swath of the of the world yeah i don't really remember what happened in part 1 except that it ends with a thing i think is hysterical which is a shootout between a congressman fbi agents and international criminals i would like to point out that the congressman at the very least is severely concussed he is killed i thought no 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 at this point in the shootout oh yeah he, has oh, he comes out of a car that just got T-boned. Yeah, looking people like, get T-boned on the show. Yeah, and he looks like, he does look like they are about to send him into the medical tent and ask him what two plus two is. And then he draws a gun and everyone's like, please, sir, put the, gu- put the gun down, Congressman. And he shoots Dembe and then Red shoots him and he dies. Point blank. Uh, shoots him right in the forehead and then shoots uh, the, the agent uh, like a couple times in the chest. And the uh, the uh, FBI agent or whatever secret I don't know what agent 
that is serving the congressman. Oh, yeah, his buddy. enraged that his boss, a good man, was shot by Reddington, who he will put down like a dog when he gets him. The, the, the stress of this episode is, yeah, that the, the congressman hates this task force and thinks that there's a mole inside it. My, meanwhile, they've set up a police. One of my favorite things that ever happens, and it's actually my, my main complaint about John Wick, um, but this is way worse, is they do this thing where, like, in the same breath, they're like, man super genius he's so well connected he he's always one step ahead this man you don't know who you're dealing with he's 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 you know the god of criminals he's just so smart blah 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 and then like there's a pause and they're like they're like he couldn't have gotten through the police barricade <laughs> i was <laughs> like ah! well he's old and <laughs> ill or whatever like that's sort of their i'm gonna I could have jump out the window. Like how? It's like Dragon Ball Z. It's like he couldn't possibly have survived that attack. But every episode. The other thing too, and this is the thing that Stephen, I believe, has firsthand experience with. I've just only ever heard the story a few times, and it just sticks in my brain. Is uh, one one thing that I feel like this show runs into is that they have to write a super genius criminal, and no one on staff is a super genius. It's a criminal genius. Yep. And it's, it's my much favorite like the thing time. about playing, <laughs> much much like the time that we played a a tabletop RPG about being a detective, and one of our friends decided that he was going to play as Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> Not a Sherlock Holmes inspired character, Sherlock Holmes. And, and I, again, I was not there, but I've heard stories to this day when playing <laughs> games of just throwing to him, being like, "Well, Sherlock, what do you think it is?" <laughs> every time, every time something would happen, we'd be like, "Well, Sherlock surely already knows, so <laughs> no reason for us to do anything." <laughs> Insane! I love that so much. Like, I think part of the reason why it comes up is because the story delights me endlessly. It's like a child just... being like, "I'm Superman." Yes. <laughs> I'm Superman and Batman in this game. At one point, there's like, you know, this flying demon creature that (laughs) picks him up. And he he like by his leg and he's like, I take my pants off. (laughs) It fall to your death. Yeah, that's exactly what he did. He the died. smartest, he the, the greatest character. detective in the world <laughs> was killed after removing his pants uh-huh, after being by, picked up by a swooping demon today. I did a, I did a destiny. He basically, did the start of the other guys, but for nerds. Yeah, a hundred percent. And that's what the show runs into: is no one on staff is a criminal. They're all trying to play Sherlock Holmes, and no one is Sherlock Holmes. So they're just creating impossible situations, and then Reddington gets out of it because that's what he does. Of course he beats the barricade. Of course he manages. He's looking at the house that he then lights on fire so that he can get in the fire truck to avoid the barricade. Or that, Of course, yes. Why would it be anything but that? And he manages to rush Dembe to a nursing home and do a direct blood transfusion. That was, you're really rushing ahead on that, but I don't. That's I fine. couldn't. I'm collapsing these in between? two into one thing. Musa, Dem, Musa Dembele well, he hung made out a phone call to the nice old lady. I don't know. That's when we get the. That's when we get the thing where they're all like, "Oh, they think this one guy made a call to him, but it actually somebody else took his phone to make a call uh, to warn him in the past, so that there wasn't a shootout between FBI agents and because this guy's really a pacifist. This 
Zembe guy. Yeah. Um, that's kind of it, right? And then, and then they're going to chase him down, and he's trying to play peacekeeper again, but then the congressman shoots him in the neck, and then Reddington shoots him in the head. Oh, you're going back to and that. He shoots yeah. the FBI agent in the chest three times. Yeah. All that good stuff. Then gets away. Then somehow, yeah, gets the nursing home. Makes the nurse perform a transfusion to save Dembe. And then I don't understand how he gets to Spain. Uh, he, there was a plane. Uh, he flew to, um, uh, he flew somewhere. I don't remember Do where. suicides on the private jet. <laughs> no, you got to remember it'd be like a weird, like mournful version or something like that <laughs> since he's dying in this episode. Yeah, like the two scenes. I mean, we've already talked about them, but we have to reiterate again that there's like a climactic scene in this episode that's everyone talking to Dembe in the nursing home about Reddington, and he just talks about how like fucking awesome it was to do international crime because it was an adventure. He's he's like, yeah, he said, like, oh, he's like, most important things in life are the things that aren't inevitable. He says he is a person who thinks death is is insignificant because it is inevitable and thus we must rage rage against the dying of the light he quotes dylan thomas multiple times to wax poetically with an act with a with a with a fucking assistant director of the fbi as they talk about a man an international terrorist with yeah, I'm no clear what it creed- was that his like crimes were what they consisted of generally with no creed, no calling beyond the highest bidder. Ideologically void individual who will play both sides. And they speak about him as if he was the greatest man who ever lived. They talk about him like a Christopher Nolan the character. The person who does the uh, mournful version of Knocking Out of Heaven's Door is named Rain Rabin. Rain is spelled R-A-I-G-N. <sighs> she just goes by... Rain. Steven. Oh, wait. She's named Rachel Rabin, and then she just went by Rain, spelled the... Yes, Steven. Thank you. What was it like to run with the bulls? Well, Ian. Um, it was scary as hell. Um, I, uh, I don't think there were many things that I've done in my life that weren't dreams where I was as scared. I want to say, uh, technically, not a thing you did. <laughs> if it's a dream, then... <laughs> Well, I'm just saying I don't think I don't think I've ever felt as afraid in real yeah. life very many times. Um I just in like I guess I guess I'm saying it was dreamlike in a way. Uh because you know, I was printing away from It's like have you ever run faster than that? Like with the amount of adrenaline. Yes. I have I have, yes, definitely because like there are people everywhere. Yeah, you so can't you get can't a full. sprint. Like you, you actually, you actually cannot get to full speed. the The thing about the bulls is that's really strange. Is like they don't release them all at once. So the, a bunch of them pass you. You know, you get you get to the side. You climb up on the wall. I'm sure you've seen it, or whatever. You get out of the way, and then you keep running because there are more bulls coming. Um, then one then, of the bulls stops, and and gores you. <laughs> As so you try to return for, a skull. As you stare at it at, like, on a ranch. What, there's, have, have I talked about this on the podcast? I don't think on the podcast. Stephen ran with the Bulls back in 2012? I was 20 years old. Yes. Good call. Wow. Good memory. <laughs> Basically, my 
my host parents told me I could go there as long as I didn't run, and then I just snuck away and did it. Because <laughs> and then you were like, you're I'm going to do it anyway. You rebelled against your f- foreign host parents. That's correct. Um, That's sick. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I just got to the seed. <laughs> He's staring at the bull from across the field. When that was oh, happening, <laughs> I was like, I can't believe that this is like, no way. This he's isn't. Just, this is just like symbolic, head. right? It's like the deer in Red, Red, Red Dead Redemption. Two. Right. I thought it'd be like that, um, or in every other, or or a stag in every other prestige TV show that yeah. ever existed. Uh, yeah, he gets to Sevilla and he like goes to a market and buys watermelons and has them deliver it to him, and that's how he sort of gives away his location to the the feds, who for some reason only yeah. seem to have sent an agent that doesn't speak Spanish, which is stupid. To do in so Spain, funny. that, that he is doesn't deeply fucking know American, anything. Though. That is that is the most. He doesn't even know how to say. He he couldn't even say habla inglés. He's just like English. Anybody? Again, uh, this is the most realistic thing that happened in this episode. Yeah. Oh my gosh, the the fucking season of blowback where they talk about the lads who tried to do espionage in, in Cuba, like that was. I will I will someday re-listen to that because those stories are so hilarious. So yeah, they just uh, they send him to the market, and he uh, manages to find him. And you know, he calls in, and they're just like, "He's got! A, I've got a lead on him." You know, they learn he was in the house behind the hotel that they had checked. Is this a Spanish cover of My Way? Yes, it seems. At least that's what he didn't think. No, it's not. It's a it's a Spanish cover of a Ryan Adams song. Is it really? Stay alive. Okay. Unless, hold on oh second. wait, no. Unless it's Ami Manera, yeah, that must be oh, my way. No, this is a Spanish cover of the song "My Way." Yeah, I, I was going to say that's... it's called Ami Manera. That would that just be Spanish for "My Way"? Roughly, I'm just looking at the sound. The soundtrack only lists three songs. Maybe it is a, another thing. Sorry, it is. I I tried to you double can't check tell me all that of these. Not. Yeah, you no, it's my way. It's it's 100 okay. percent my way. There is also a insane. Spanish cover of a Ryan. Can't Adam tell me that it's not that. Like hearing that, all I was like, I'm having a stroke. This is the big one. Travis has killed me. I'm so mad. I'm so mad. I was the last so thing happy I'm gonna that do. this happened. I was so... <laughs> very, you are a human being fueled by anger and spite, and I find joy in this world We've in other all ways. enjoyed watching a show that is bad on accident in our and time. And this is not my style. I was just... Every moment I was like, are you fucking kidding one me? One day we are will you? watch Zoo on here, and it will be a six-hour-long episode of things that... Amazing things that occurred on Zoo. Yeah, I'm going to block out. I will block out a whole weekend for the Zoo talk. But yeah, the last we see of Rankton is yeah him staring down a bull on a ranch and then... I can't believe you didn't watch that episode, so we got to hear you talking about how you thought Reddington got away. As Travis and I are like... I mean, he did get yeah, away. Yeah, and then it subverted, he committed it subverted suicide. that. He went on his own means. He committed bovine suicide. Death and by bovine. <laughs> suicide by bovine. Right. Seems like a brutal way to go. I just can't... Who, which writer thought of that? Who is like, this is, and when? Like, was it seasons in advance that they were like, I think when Red dies, he's going he to be, gored, he by should a be gored by a bull on a ranch. He just loved <laughs> Matador so much. This is the only way to honor him. I could never in a million years have guessed that this was how the show ended. So uh, hats off to the Blacklist yeah, writers for I that. will give him credit in that way, <laughs> in that I would never, ever, ever have been able to guess this. Nope. It's because a it million years. Because it doesn't. It's because it doesn't track. Like there's no hint that this is how this is going to happen. Maybe this whole season had like a running bowl theme or something that we was in the in 
more shows was should end with the main character just getting gored by a fucking bull. Yeah, which character? How do you? The Mandalorian. I know. I know that you're kind of cold on the on the Breaking Bad ending. Do you think if Walter White had been gored by a bull in it, that it would have <laughs> worked better for you <laughs> if that's how he went out? As long as he wasn't I mean, smiling. I, it's not that I, I just. <laughs> I guess I'm a bit more cold on the whole season in various ways. But um, yeah, no. If they if they'd gored him on, by a bull, I'd been like, holy shit, what? If the six uh, feet yeah, under I finale that showed all of them dying, if every single one of them was being yes, gored by a every bull, single one of them gored by a bull. every single one of them, uh, that would be the tightest shit. Uh, I would also, as I said, like to see the Mandalorian gored by a bull. Omar Little would have been would have gone out in a way cooler Cause way. Of death, He'd been gored, gored by, a bull. by bull. It's just such a pleasing phrase, honestly. Dexter part of gored by bull that would have been good. Might as well have happened. I don't know if the Americans would have been improved if they got gored by a bull at the end, but... Dexter becoming a... uh, A matador. A matador (laughs) instead of a lumberjack. That shit would have been perfectly insane. Um, Fucking uh, Shinjo Ikari gored by a bull. Shinji, yeah. Well, that might happen during Third Impact. Lots of things happen during Third Impact, and I don't, I don't want to speak. One of the one of the few things that that returns to this plane is a bull that it immediately gores Shinji. It's fucking Shinji. It's and then Asuka's like pathetic. Yeah, Asuka's strangling Shinji, and then just a bull comes. I'm sorry, a bull comes on and gores them both. I would not feel any differently about that show. I don't think. Part of me is like, let's run through every show we've covered and been like, does protagonist get gored by a bull at the end? <laughs> like, Frasier? Bones. Bones? <laughs> Seinfeld. Seinfeld? Seinfeld. Good they're all, yo, Jerry yeah. Seinfeld if they gets all got killed by, by a bull. If all four of them got <laughs> killed by bulls. <laughs> they, go into, they go into the jail cell, and I there's sh- a bull there. I'm certain that Kramer has run with the bulls and mentioned it at some point. Uh, Niles, this is your worst idea yet. Uh, and that's the blacklist. And now I get to ask, Stephen, what do you have picked for us next week? So I had a show picked out um, that I was excited to do, but I kind of, I guess there are reasons why I, I'm going to push it back to my next pick. So for this this one, I'm going to pick a show. I think this is the first show where we did a, a spinoff, and now I want to do the original. Ah, oh, so um, we're watching The Vampire Diaries. <laughs> That'd be very good. Uh, no, I want to watch Cheers. I figured it'd be Cheers. Yeah. Okay. You can watch Cheers. Who here? I've watched some Cheers. I have not. Okay, so then, Travis, tell me everything you think you know about the television program Cheers starting now. Cheers is an iconic 80s and 90s sitcom about uh, people at a bar, regulars at a bar in Boston that's run by Ted Danson, uh, his character named Sam Malone, who's kind of a womanizer, but he has this will-they-won't-they thing with another woman throughout the show. It's also where Woody Harrelson got a start. Of course, Frasier got spun off from it. But I think what's most interesting about Cheers is that the guy who is the the main person followed, the subject of Grizzly Man, claims that he was up for the Woody Harrelson role in Cheers and didn't get it. So possibly... And that's time. Okay. I was just going to say, Woody Harrelson's acting career may have come at the expense of two people that got eaten by bears instead. Do Um, not listen to this. You must destroy this tape. Whatever you do, you can never listen to this. This must be destroyed. Great film. So, yeah. I can't wait. It'll be nice and easy. Uh, Unless Cheer Secretly has a four-hour finale, like fucking MASH did or whatever. (laughs) The thing that's not me from picking MASH. I don't think so. 
Yeah, um, I was like, I'll, I, yeah, I'm limiting myself to a 30-minute show this time. So, so thank you for listening. Thank you, Matt, for your wonderful production week work week in week out. We appreciate you. We hope you're doing all right. Check out Flesh of the Stars at uh, fleshofthestars.bandcamp.com. The final album of all time. There will be no more albums. If you've heard about an album that's been released afterwards, they're lying to it's you. It's a lie, yeah. It's a lie. Steven, can you bring this us is home? the last one. The zoo is gender neutral. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did forget that that was the assessment.